0: For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com.
1: I'm Kylie Camps and welcome to the podcast. This space is dedicated entirely to making a difference in the lives of women. I believe we all have a right and a responsibility to truly live our best lives. It all begins with curiosity, changing our thinking, and cultivating more self-love. Through thoughtful conversations and shared experiences, I really hope that you can take something away from this podcast. I'm a business owner, a speaker, a sleep consultant, and mum of twin boys. I've also recently completed some training in the cognitive behavioral therapy space, and I'm super, super passionate about the ability that we all have to really improve our days. And ultimately, when we take ownership of improving our days, we're really improving our whole life. So let's get stuck into today's episode. Welcome to today's episode. This podcast is a conversation with two wonderful women who each have a unique skill set but a lot of crossover as well as you will hear because they share, I guess, a common passion for really educating and supporting women when it comes to all things to do with pregnancy, wellness and also postpartum care and just some of the things that we go through as women during and after pregnancy and also after delivery as well. So I'm excited to tell you a little bit more about these women and get into this chat. I know that many of you will be able to take a lot of information from this conversation. But before we do, a quick moment to say thank you to Esme for sponsoring today's episode. Esme is the only skincare brand that I use. And I want to encourage you to try Esme and give yourself a break. Show yourself some love and treat your skin with Esme Skin Minerals. I've been using Esme for years. I've shared this before, but I began using Esme because I really wanted to look after the skin that I'm in, As I was in my early thirties, I feel like I can still say early thirties, right? I turned 34 this year, but when I turned 30, I was like, right, this is it. I need to look after my skin because all of a sudden it's like I became aware of how important the quality of your skin is and what a difference it can make to your confidence and just your overall everything really. If you're feeling good about your skin, it makes such a difference. And so Esme have a range of products that really do treat all different concerns and skin goals. I could waffle on about Esme for hours and hours, which I will continue to waffle on about them for a little bit. But I want to let you know that I do have a discount code. It is live for only 48 hours only so, fingers crossed, you're listening to this episode in real time. But that code is love Kylie for 15% off site wide, it excludes gift cards and cannot be used in conjunction with other offers. So jump over to their website and check out their range of cleansers, skin treats, serums, booster masks. They have so many wonderful products and they also have the best customer service ever. So you can chat with one of their skincare experts to find out the exact treatment that you can use for your own skin goals. I really do want to encourage you to give yourself a break Create your own day spa vibe at home in your bathroom. I don't know about you, but my ensuite is my sanctuary. Although I have been sharing it with the boys the last year or so, it is still my happy place. Once the boys are in bed at night, I will have a bath or a long shower. And that's when I'll treat myself and give myself a little bit of a DIY pamper session at home. I will use the Esme Uncomplicated Cleanser. I love the charcoal skin treat as well, just for exfoliating and helping to minimize pores. Then I will pop on one of their masks. I love the Booster Hydrating Mask and also the charcoal mask when I am planning on tanning. I like that one because it just really gives you a thorough exfoliation across your face. Then I will use one of their skin treats truthfully, two of their skin treats. I usually use the hyaluronic serum and then the 24 karat gold nourishing oil, and then I am done. But it feels really, really nice just to create that bit of space to look after myself, give myself a break and look after the skin that I am in. So that code again for the Esme skincare range is Love Kylie all in capitals for 15% off site-wide. So today's guests, as I mentioned, I have two women joining me on today's podcast episode, but they are both here for the common goal of educating and helping any women and men out there who are listening to really understand that throughout pregnancy, certain things change and after delivery, certain things might change and how we can best approach these concerns. So today I have Sinead and and Shearer on the podcast. Sinead is the founder of SRC Health. I've spoken about SRC Health just before on Instagram because I'm such a huge fan and you'll hear me. I get a little bit gushy in this episode because I swear, like hand on my heart, swear by their recovery shorts. They made such a difference to my own postpartum recovery after having twins that even now seven years on, I can still so vividly remember feeling so supported when I put them on. So we've got Sinead here. We also have Shera who is a women's health physiotherapist, and I will let them both introduce themselves and tell you about who they are and what they do I really, really hope that you enjoy today's episode. It's informative. You can jump over to the show notes as well where I've put a link to the SRC website as well. So let's get stuck into my conversation with Sheera and Sinead. Shira and Sinead, thank you so much for making time to have this chat with our community. This is a topic that I think just deserves so much more airtime than it is currently getting. But before we dive in, could you each please introduce yourself and perhaps just let our listeners know a little bit more about who you are and what it is that you do?
0: Yeah, thanks Kylie, for having me today. I'm Shira Kramer and I'm a physiotherapist. Um, I've spent the last 20 years supporting women during their pregnancies and into motherhood. I'm the founder of Be Active Physio, uh, which is in Victoria in Paran, uh, where we have a number of uh, exercise and um, physiotherapy options for pregnant women and, and um, postnatal women. I've also got an online program called Restore Your Core, which is an eight-week program uh, for new mums uh, to assist their recovery. Um, I work closely with the fitness industry and present at conferences and lecture at university settings. Um, I'm also a mum of two young, active boys. So I've got a six-year-old, Rafi, who's just started grade one today, actually, and uh, Toby, who's three. So how did it,
1: how did it go
0: to such a big mask? I actually used your streamlining. I listened to your your podcast over the weekend and I streamlined this morning, got everything ready. So we were on time. So thanks for that, Kylie. Oh, my pleasure.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And Sinead, did you want to
2: just quickly introduce yourself as well? Thanks also for having me. Um, Yeah, it's a, a pleasure to be here. Um, My name is Sinead O'Donovan, I'm the owner and founder of SRC Health, the business company is approximately 12 years old now. Um, And we uh, produce and manufacture medical compression garments for uh, pregnancy, recovery, um, surgery and uh, prolapse and incontinence. there's been a lot of changes uh, during the 12 years. Uh, the company has grown significantly. Uh, we're obviously very proud of what we've brought to the market. And we're very, very happy for all of those pregnant and post-natal women who've used our product and products and have loved them um so we continue to uh try and improve the garments in any way possible uh so that uh, we appeal to a greater audience all the time so Mm. so that's us in a nutshell well i can put my hand firmly in the
1: air and say i am one of those women who use the src recovery shorts and Even now, like my twins are seven years old and when people get in touch with me or just in passing, you know, they might say, oh, I'm pregnant. What do you think I need in my hospital bag? I'm always like, the first thing is you need SRC recovery shorts because I lived in mine after I had my boys and they just made such a difference to, to the way that I felt because I wasn't expecting to feel so empty and so unstable physically Mm physically. So just having a bit of a fangirl moment and saying thank you for creating these products because I love them and I am just really, really grateful to have you both here today to chat about pregnancy and also postpartum concerns. I would love to dive right in and start with pregnancy and then move on to postpartum. Now, pregnancy is so obviously a time of change and you know that's physical and mental as well. There's the growth Physically, and the pressure of carrying a baby or babies, and sometimes it's really challenging. But even if a pregnancy is relatively straightforward, women will still likely be feeling some sort of ache or just the weight of carrying a baby or babies. You know, I can still so clearly remember just physically feeling it, you know, like I felt it in my ribs, I felt it in my lower back, I could feel the stretching in my legs, everything. So in your experience, what are the most common, I guess, ailments or concerns that women are reporting to you when they're pregnant?
0: Yeah, Carla, there's certainly a lot of um, changes that occur. And at Be Active, we have about a thousand pregnant women through our doors each month. So on a day-to-day basis, this is really, um, yeah, I see a lot of um, concerns, a lot of women who have pain, or they're just um, not sure they're they're concerned about their mo- mobility, their movement, their sleeping patterns, etc. Uh, but if we start with the feet. If you can just um, visualise what's happening through every part of your body. So, um, if you think about your feet during pregnancy, you've got more weight um, that you're carrying, um, a lot more weight, so 10 to 30 kilos of extra weight on those poor little arches of your feet. So the feet can start to flatten. Um, your um, all your ligaments uh, start to loosen off a little bit. The collagen content um, become. Uh, the collagen content or or the structure of your ligaments is less stable so you know you can get your knees can start to extend outwards if you think about the growing belly forward um, your lower back starts to arch Um, you can be um, you know the, the boob the belly and the boob grow so that takes a lot of pressure on your upper back uh, the shoulders start to round forward, your neck can come forward. Um, so that's a few, you know, a few things through each really part of your body. So there's no area that's really not affected by the increased weight, by the biomechanics, by the ligaments. Um, common things that we do see um, as physios is definitely pelvic girdle pain. So pelvic girdle pain is pain through any of the pelvic joints, which are often the pubic symphysis, which is that bone at the front. Um, the coccyx, which is the bone that you you know you're sitting on, that tailbone, your sacroiliac joints, which are your two um, joints that support your you know that, uh, your hips, your lumbar spine. So the, um, all the, those joints do um, start to move; they become more mobile, and with that, basically the muscles surrounding them can n- need to overwork. So then women present with you know sore hips, um, tight. arms, um, um, pain through their glutes it might go down their leg they might have difficulty walking or standing on one leg or changing directions um, so that's the pelvis the lower back also starts to ache just because of that increased arch in the lower back because of the increased weight forward uh, the pelvic floor which takes a massive load so the pelvic floor area Uh, takes a lot more load again there's more stretching that occurs through the ligaments the fascia the muscles so women can experience some pelvic floor related symptoms relating to their bowel and bladder and then um, lastly the abdominal muscles can also separate which is quite a common issue in pregnancy and we do screen for that when the women when our women come in even in early pregnancy because the changes can happen early but the abdominal muscles essentially they're those outer six-pack muscles they start to break baby as the belly uterus expands those muscles can start to come away um, leaving those muscles um, less stable and less able to support the rest of you so there's certainly a lot that goes on and there's a lot of confusion um, with pregnancy and what's right and what's effective and what's safe So we spend a lot of time navigating um, those things as well, lots of myths out there which we like to dispel and make sure that women are well-educated and informed.
1: Mm. Absolutely. And we're really selling pregnancy here, aren't we? (laughs) It's like, right. Okay. Let's start at your feet. Every single part of your body is impacted and it all makes so much sense. You know, even just as you were speaking, then I was thinking it's so true. Even when you're not pregnant, if something is just off a little bit, all the other parts of your body starts to compensate, you know, you might carry your weight a little bit differently change the gait of your walk and then it you know affects your spine and then that gives you headaches and like it's all just so so connected now you mentioned that there are some myths that you really like to bust when it comes to pregnancy what are some of the most common myths
0: um, so common myths around, you know, the pelvic floor. If I could start with that. So, you know, I'm leaking, or um, I'm laughing. I'm laughing. I'm exercising. I lose control of my bladder. That's normal. I'm pregnant, so there's nothing I can do about that. Or, you know, often we hear, I've just got a sore lower back, but it's because I'm pregnant, or I can't, I can't walk, walk more than ten meters. It's just my pelvis. It's just a function of pregnancy, and there's nothing I can do about it. Um, abdominal muscle separation again lots of myths about what is good exercise people often get confused about what the core is and they think that all core you know that core exercises are going to fix their pelvic floor it's going to fix their abdominal muscle separation but what we know is yes they do need to um, work their pelvic floor muscles specifically to get um, their pelvic to to assist um, pelvic floor symptoms they do need to do specific deep abdominal rather than outer abdominal exercises to assist with the abdominal muscle separation. So, I mean, Google, you know, if you Google any of these symptoms, you're going to get conflicting uh, advice about how to best manage it. Uh, but with that, yeah. Having said all those things, I just uh, want to emphasise that that yes, there's a lot of changes, but there is so much. It's such a great time for women to really make a positive change, and we see that a lot. You know, often women have never exercised, and now they, you know, they're thinking more about their well-being, their baby's development and well-being, and they start to take on positive life habits, which then they maintain maintain through, you know, the whole lifespan. So I think it's a great opportunity to prioritise health fitness and well being and um and we see women do that so
1: definitely and I would echo those sentiments too just in my own experience but also amongst my girlfriends and the wider community that I have a chance to speak with online in particular. I find that so many women once they've gone through pregnancy or become mums, it's like this whole other appreciation for your body. No longer is it this thing that you need to beat into some sort of, you know, submission, you know, something to control weight wise or change the shape of, you realize the, I guess, the power of the vessel that you're living in. And it really does open your eyes and give you a deeper level of appreciation, which, as you said, I think that can start in pregnancy. And of course, we've just gone through all the ailments and some of the myths, but it really is a time. It can be an invitation to get to know your body better and make peace with it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Now,
1: you spoke about screening during pregnancy and how you see up to a thousand women a month, which is just wild. That's, <laughs> that's incredible. Team. That's and you and your team. team. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. That's, that's amazing. During pregnancy, would you recommend that that's the ideal time for women to connect with a women's health physiotherapist?
0: Yeah, I think, Carly, I think because of all the enormous changes that are happening and, and Um, you know physically physiologically mentally lots of changes I think it's really important to have a really good team um, behind you when you're pregnant so whether that's uh, a GP an obstetrician uh, a psychologist a personal trainer, a physiotherapist, whoever is your go-to team. I think it's good to connect with them early and get them on the journey with you. But at Be Active, we certainly do see women in, you know, pre-conception when they're planning their pregnancy. We see them early in their pregnancy, in their first trimester, to get a baseline and, and really be proactive about preventing any of those issues. We see them into the second trimester at, um, and then at 27 weeks and then again pre-birth to get their body ready, to get them educated about their delivery and their recovery at that later stage of their pregnancy. So there's definitely a lot of, uh, of scope to, uh, and um, information to get out there. So I think having um, having a physiotherapist, in my opinion, is a great idea. <laughs>
1: Mm, absolutely and so when it comes to pregnancy and the aches and the ailments and all of the all of those things I would love to hear more about how the SRC range supports women during this time
2: okay I'll jump in here Sinead Um, well we have obviously a a range for pregnancy Uh, we have a garment that uh, goes under the bump, if you prefer something under your bump, or we have a garment that goes over the bump. Essentially, they're, uh, they're constructed in the same way, except that one over the bump has got an additional uh, panel at the front and at the back. Um, some women just find it more comfortable to, to to wear something over, and some women find it more comfortable to wear under. They also come in different lengths, so there's a legging, a short, and that comes to the knee or a mini that's about um, a third of the way down the thigh but the the core of the garment per se or all garments they're the same so we created the garment so that it would essentially hug the whole of the pelvis because it's your pelvis that really carries the baby and support all of the surrounding muscles so we wanted to um, Address each condition. So, if you go back to what Shira was talking about, so low back pain and pelvic girdle pain. So, across the back of the garment, you have a panel which is in triplicate. So, you have two layers of a lining, which is um, a compression open hole, it's a compression fabric but it's it's an open hole fabric so that um, you get constant airflow to the skin but it does have compression in it and then you have a, uh, an outer layer which is um, what we call the shell fabric um, and each of those layers is cut in a different way so that compression is maintained during movement. So, that back panel supports uh, your lower back, but it also supports both sacroiliac joints. Then at the front, you have a panel that sits, that's cut in a particular way. Again, it's in triplicate and sits under under your bump. Um, So, it supports the top of the symphysis pubis. And then you have a a gusset panel which is cut in a particular way. um so you don't have a seam through the middle of the gusset area it's it's i guess almost triangular in shape but it's it's curved at the back so that so that it sits um in a particular way uh on the perineum it maintains constant contact to that area as i said before it's again in triplicate so it's ideal for things like symphysis pubis issues uh, which is part of pelvic girdle pain but also vulvovaricosities. Now vulvovaricosities, unfortunately, probably don't get mentioned enough. Um, the literature talks about women, maybe 5% of women experiencing or suffering with vulvovarices. But our own research actually shows that it's more like 20 to 25% of women have issues with vulva varices, and they certainly find our garment particularly comfortable. They wear it both day and night because, of course, when you get up in the night and you suddenly have a rush of blood to that area, um, they find the garment really, really helpful during that time. Um, I would love to just know a little bit more about,
1: vulva varices is that is that the term
2: vulva varicosities yeah sure did you want to talk about it or do you want me to talk about it um well, the incidence of them we believe is about between 20 and 25 percent of women suffer with some form of varicose veins of the vulva area um and you can't really do anything about it during pregnancy other than rest and compression yeah, and often, if, you, if I can just add to
0: that, a few lifestyle changes as well, often, you know, time on the feet, the, those yep. women who work a lot, you know, and and they're standing with gravity pulling down, so often it's a lifestyle change, but yeah,
2: as you said, not, not a huge amount we can do. No, except for offering compression to that area so that you, just like in any varicose vein, what you want to achieve is by pushing the blood out of the superficial vein back into the deeper veins so that it doesn't get worse over time and it uh, increases the comfort level for the sufferer. And this is exactly
1: why I wanted to explore and have you on here, in particular, Sinead, the SRC range, because it's not just, it's not a superficial garment. Like there probably are superficial benefits, but it's so obviously designed to be really,
2: really effective. It's a medical garment, and and each panel they work separately but they work Mm. synergistically with the other panel as well and when you look when you look at the garment you think oh yeah you know it's pretty simple but it's actually really quite complicated and it's um more difficult to make than um people think because you've got three layers being sewn to three layers and then it's been sewn into the leg panel which is a single a single layer so it takes quite a lot of manufacturing expertise to get this garment correct and also um get it really really comfortable so that the wearer can wear it 24 7 and really not know that it's on um it's providing a grade one level of compression so it's continuous but it's not it's not a high level of compression we want low level of compression but we want it continuous and that's where our fabrics have to be like absolutely tested and tested until we know that they're going to uh, produce the desired effect for the end user so we're very 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 strict about um, accepting uh, fabric when it's produced Uh, every time when it's milled we we have it rigorously tested by two independent bodies and it has to meet lots of different criteria not only weight but compression stretch and recovery washing etc etc so that so that the user gets the uh, the end user gets the the the, the benefit not only short term but long term mm, I can I can imagine it's um
1: it sounds like it's definitely a real labor of love and with that segue I'd love to chat about labor um, because I guess actually not so much labor postpartum whether it's after a c-section or a vaginal birth I would love to know what are some of I guess the common concerns or things that you really feel it's important that women know so perhaps we could start with c-sections Shira what do you think women absolutely need to know if
0: they're going to be having a c-section uh, so if they're know they're having a C-section, I think preparation is definitely key. So get yourself informed. The stronger you go, essentially it's major abdominal surgery. So the stronger you go into that surgery, the better your recovery is going to be. And we do know that we uh, certainly I see it um, in my practice. Those women who you know they they do the exercise, they prioritize, they get they get themselves physically strong, um, they're going to recover quicker and be able to you know, go into motherhood uh, feeling better. So I think just uh, prioritising not just abdominal and core muscle strength, but just general conditioning. So the stronger you get your arms and your legs, um, even if you've had this major abdominal surgery and wound. The you know, the, the easier it's going to be for you to care for your baby and certainly as they get bigger and you need to move more things and you lift, lift more. So I think just getting yourself core strong, getting yourself globally, legs, arms strong. Uh, um, the other thing is I think is just the early recovery is really prioritise those first six to eight weeks. Get yourself, you know, you've got a great window of opportunity in the early weeks to get recovery down pat so with that recovery it's rest it's sending the visitors away it's getting yourself horizontal it's letting the wound heal uh, and that's really key letting your abdominal muscles heal and recover from the stretching that's happened from the uh, caesarean wound Uh, prioritize your nutrition Uh, Again, for recovery, like any major surgery, you need to have good nutrition, good hydration, and just starting back rebuilding with some gentle core exercising and rebuild slowly, take your time. But certainly starting it early. And that's something from my experience is that the women who start early, which is why at Be Active, we tend to encourage um, new mums to come in at about the three week mark to six weeks. Um, there's a great opportunity there to get the wound to heal, to get your abdominal muscles to close and recover. Um, so starting it early, getting yourself on some specific exercises, get yourself into compression early. So within the first few days, Shanae can talk more about that, but certainly um, we get our women to wear them uh, within the early days to wear them 24 hours a day and to wear them for um, at least the six weeks to allow the collagen to, to rebuild, to allow recovery.
1: Mm, they're yeah. great tips, and I can, I can just relate to that so much. I I had a C section, an emergency cesarean, with my twins, and they've just turned seven, so it was a while ago now. But I definitely before I fell pregnant was really healthy, feeling strong, feeling fit. But then I was so sick throughout the whole pregnancy that I did absolutely nothing, and I was, I guess, a little bit worried about how I would recover. Um, and I hate that term bounce back, but so many people throw it around, you know, how I would bounce back after having the boys. But I think because I did have that base level of fitness to begin with, it made such a difference because so many people said to me, oh, the recovery for a cesarean is really hard. It's this, it's that, it's the, uh, you know, all, all of the worst things. But I actually did not find my recovery to be too bad at all. I had a great obstetrician. I took it easy. And I did wear the recovery shorts from about day three, maybe even day two postpartum. I can remember my, um, my partner at the time helping me get into the recovery shorts after having the boys and just the relief of that, that support because you just feel, I mean, I can't speak for everyone, but after I had the boys, I felt so empty and squishy and unstable as I mentioned earlier. So, putting on the recovery shorts for me, I instantly felt like my posture was better. I could feel the pressure and everything just felt, I don't know, like nice and tight and supported again. And I did. I lived in those shorts and I can speak to the breathability because my boys are summer babies. They're born at the very end of November. And it was super hot, but I still lived in those shorts really, really comfortably, even so much so that I hated, I dreaded having to take them off to wash them. Like I just, I wished I had a backup pair even for that, you know, two-hour window of removing them. So I really, I just speak so highly of the recovery shorts.
0: Yeah, I've also had uh, two emergency caesareans and I totally, uh, can't agree with you more i think getting them on early just from not only from a physio exp- um uh, opinion but just personal experience and my babies were in nikku so i had to walk about 300 meters because they were renovating the hospital at that time so i had to walk 300 meters after cesarean just to visit um, visit my baby and i think without wearing the recovery short i really would have struggled mm. i would have had to walk three hours for the nurse to wheel me over which wouldn't have happened so <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, i can I can relate same situation here. the boys went straight into special care, and that's just it's such a weird feeling having a baby and then not having your baby physically yeah. with you. Um, one other thing that I wanted to ask you Shira, when it comes to um recovering from a cesarean is it still the same as this? Because when I had my boys, no one in the hospital would assist me with sitting up and things like that afterwards. They were very much like, no, you have to engage your muscles and you like do everything yourself. Is it the same now or is that a, is that a rarity?
0: Um, it is the same. So we, yeah, in the past, uh, the nursing staff, etc. would come in and sort of yunk you out of bed. But we know with that, it's going to cause. I mean, one, it's not great for the for their um, for, for their backs, etc. But from a recovery perspective, you need to be able to move yourself. So a lot of the early stages of the cesarean ideally is to um, talk is to get out of bed properly and there's you know there's a, a good way to get out of bed where you build you, you roll to your side, you swing your legs off the side of the bed, push through your elbow, which is where you need the upper body strength that's going to assist, which is what I was talking about earlier. The stronger you get the rest of yourself, the less strain and load through that wound healing. But yeah, it is, it's uh it's little physical support initially. And it usually takes a few days, two weeks to um, do that comfortably. Mm, right. And so when it comes
1: to a vaginal birth, stitches and tearing and perennial trauma are all um, pretty common. What are some other things, or I guess maybe we should perhaps chat about those things, but what are the top concerns for women who are having a natural delivery of vaginal birth?
0: So childbirth is a beautiful thing (laughs) as uh, I haven't been through uh, natural delivery myself, but I think the process, if we can start with, it's not all doom and gloom, but yes, um, but there are things that can go wrong. So I think the main outcome or the main prevention I think is just preparation for it. So uh, I like to consider childbirth like a marathon. So if you're going to run a marathon, you would not just rock up to the start line and off you go. You need to train for it. You need to physically and mentally prepare yourself for that event. So I think if women can know that and just get themselves organized and get themselves um, physically fit and strong, uh, and understanding of what the process is they're going to have a much better outcome for that so uh, um, in terms of out, so in terms of the outcomes of, of what you know what women need to know is uh, stress you know there's there's lots of things that can go wrong with the pelvic floor so it is a common outcome of a vaginal delivery. But the interesting is the incidence of issues is the same whether you've had a Caesar or a vaginal birth. So it's actually the pregnancy itself that causes um, incontinence or prolapse. So it's that that having the weight of the baby on that area for 40 weeks that um, that causes the issues long term. So I don't think having a caesarean is necessarily going to be the answer to that. Um, but when we're looking at vaginal births, um, so uh, common to have the tears, the episiotomies, they can happen where uh, there is a physical uh, tear as the baby comes out, which can be mild or it can be more extensive. There can be um, episiotomy where there's actually uh, it, where that's actually done by the medical staff, where they assist the baby to come out. They they'll actually cut through that area. Um, there can be longer term things like stress incontinence, which is the inability to control um, when uh, sorry urine, or um, you can also have. Uh, the back passage, so inability to control wind. Uh, Prolapse is also an outcome of a risk factor. Vaginal birth is a risk factor for prolapse, which is the falling down of the pelvic organs. So bowel, bladder and uterus start to descend slowly over the years um, and that's about one in two. So 50% of women will have that at some stage during their life. Uh, So they're probably the main ones. But having said those, Definitely preventable to a degree. The stronger you get that area, um, the less load and damage you put through it over your life stage span, the better. And then management of it. So there's a lot you can do to manage it once, if you do suffer from any symptoms. I think that's really important that women do seek help if they've got any bladder or bowel concerns, or if they're just not sure if they're doing their exercises correctly. So seeing a pelvic health physio or checking in with gynecologist or obstetrician um, is highly recommended. Mm, Awareness and just
1: seeking support seems to be the the key message here because Mm. I think that you're so right. All too often people kind of just sort of resign themselves to the fact that, okay, my body will never be the same after I have a baby and there's all of these ailments and side effects, but... There are things, obviously, that we can do to improve and manage. Um, I would love to chat about the recovery shorts when it comes to a vaginal birth, as well, of course, as a cesarean. But when we're talking about, you know, having an episiotomy and stitches and things like that, is it okay? Is it, you know, suggested to
2: have pressure on that on that area after? Uh, Absolutely. Um, The recovery shorts uh, were actually our first product uh, 12 years ago. Um, I had three uh, planned C-sections. My eldest is now nearly 22. And I've got uh, that's a boy and two girls nearly 16 and nearly 15. So it's a while ago. But I still, I still vividly remember um, my first C section. It was quite traumatic and debilitating, and I didn't really have anything to support me after after birth. I, I, I didn't. I tried to to find things during pregnancy for pelvic girdle pain and uh, low back pain, etc. But um, there was nothing that I found really. Particularly comfortable, so that's really what led me to design the products for both pregnancy and recovery. Anyway, looking at the recovery short itself again, just like the pregnancy, uh, there are panels within the garment that are. double layer so you've got one layer of the lining and one layer of the outer fabric and again they're cut in on different planes so that they, they the compression is maintained during activity mm-hmm. um, and the panels are again locate anatomically located so they deal with specific issues so you've got the abdominal panel which deals with um dram or abdominal muscle separation and it's very effective at uh, reducing that separation over time uh, because of the continuous compression. And the fabric stretches with you but it recovers with you also. And that's the I guess that's one of the the, the beauties of, of of this fabric. And that's that's why if we go back to what I was talking about earlier about the quality of the fabric. And how it can maintain its stretch and recovery is of vital importance to how it's going to function long-term. And because, again, we're very strict on on, on this, um, that's why we get the results that we get. Um, The Recovery Short was designed for both vaginal delivery as well as C-section delivery. So, again, you've got the Gusset panel, which is double layer, which provides beautiful, even compression to that perineal area. And the same with, if you've had a cesarean wound and you both yourself and Shira have experienced the comfort factor of pu- popping the recovery shorts on and having that sort of instantaneous feeling of support, relief. Um, you don't actually physically have to hold your wound because the garment is, is doing it for you. It's also pushing the swelling or edema out of the um, superficial layers in the skin and because swelling causes pain. So if you decrease that swelling by introducing compression, then you increase wound healing, but you also significantly reduce the person's pain. It's exactly the same with um a vaginal delivery with a tear and subsequent stitches, that area is going to be swollen. So, uh, providing compression to that area will increase healing by increasing by by taking the products of inflammation back into the central system and increasing blood supply. So you get you get better healing over time. Um, yeah, Sinead, I also think on top of that, uh, just to add to that
0: again, from a physio perspective, just having that support. On the perineum actually assists people have more uh, you know gives them a bit of feedback when they've got that compression so potentially assisting in their pelvic floor you know exercises and activation and awareness of that area when they've got something resting against it and the same with the recovery garment and the abdominal muscles so if we're looking at giving someone deep abdominal exercises postpartum uh, you know because the those that compression is present it helps to get the muscle belly in the right position the muscles to uh, and then it helps that to facilitate the deep muscles to activate so I feel like if women are in uh, just doing exercises alone they're going to get limited results if they're just in compression alone they're probably going to get limited results but if we can combine those two where they're Doing their recovery exercises in the compression, their outcome in terms of functional strength is going to be far greater. And there is some um, early research on that as well. So, I think it's a great product. Mm-hmm. Thank you for bringing it to the you know to the market and helping so many women and so many of our clients with it. The feedback's always fantastic, and especially those coming for second time, they're always they're always getting the two product they're always getting the two products because they've learnt from uh, <laughs> yeah. how good it is. Yeah. yeah yeah
1: mm, absolutely I love that and Shira when you speak about recovery exercises I just would love to be really clear with our listeners that you're not talking about an intense workout routine postpartum you're talking about much more simplified movements that are designed to assist
0: recovery right that's right yeah so there's often a bit of a miss. You know blurred line between fitness and strength and recovery so all women post vaginal or cesarean section really need to consider themselves as rehab they need to rehabilitate from pregnancy all those changes we talked about or they need to rehabilitate from major abdominal surgery so for that Um, just doing nothing we're not going to get the strength foundations back so they need to be starting with very gentle so with my online program restore your core we start with very gentle pelvic floor lower abdominal core exercises which is really just sitting down Um, if i'm to demonstrate you wouldn't see much but my lower belly what's underneath my belly button drawing in it's a very specific very gentle exercise and from that we build it up very slowly and gradually over the first six to eight weeks. So, yeah, very gentle uh, and restorative type exercises before you head into the more out, outer abdominals or outer body exercises. So recovery first, rehab, and then onto the fitness and strength later. Mm, I
1: think that that is so important. It's worth just really, really sort of drilling this message home that it's so important to normalise rehab rather than bouncing back because I think in this day and age so many people on Instagram they'll have a baby then the next minute they're showing that they're doing star jumps and burpees and it's like no like that's like just you've got to be so gentle with yourself so normalizing the mindset of hey postpartum is about rehabilitation it's not about bouncing back
0: yeah, absolutely. And women often, they come and they say, well, I'm 12 weeks postpartum, so I'm now good to go with my running, good to go with this and that. I like to reiterate that postnatal is it's really a lifetime. You're postnatal forever. Once you've had a pregnancy, your body has stretched, things have changed, your ligaments aren't quite what they were, your collagen content of your muscles, fascia is different. So your body is um, is in that state for, you know, a long time. So we really need to look after it and prepare and recover efficiently. Absolutely. And so I would love to just
1: leave our listeners with a couple of must do actions and tips that they can take now out into the world with them if they are pregnant or they've just had a bub. What would you both say are like your absolutely must do
2: tips? Um, Sinead here again. Uh, I think to stay, to understand where you're at at that particular time and accept, be accepting of the fact that you should probably seek help to get the best outcome that you possibly can for pregnancy so that you can go into delivery. feeling as strong and as fit as, as you possibly can because if you go into delivery and you're exhausted uh, you, you're you're starting from a very poor place so i think consulting a, a pelvic health physiotherapist even if even if you don't have any symptoms um just so that you can be aware of how you need to carry yourself physically um, but obviously I'm going to advocate uh, wearing a, a compression product uh, for not only pelvic support but uh, pelvic floor support because it's been shown that um, the gossip panel of, of the product uh, possibly through a, um, a proprioceptive feedback loop supports the pelvic floor muscles. So so using a pregnancy compression um, can help uh with your pelvic floor muscles, but also with uh, the stretching of your abdominal muscles and the lordosis of your back, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And all of those things that, that, that Shira went through. So I think combining um, work done with a pelvic health physiotherapy, physiotherapist and compression together um, can, can really um, take you, make sure that you're in, a, in the best possible position that you can be in prior to delivery would you
0: like mm-hmm. I- thanks yeah i couldn't agree more sinead i'd also um so my tips now if you are thinking about a pregnancy you are or you are pregnant or postnatal is to really prioritize your physical health so there's nothing more important and life is busy for everyone there's work there's other commitments um so everyone's always got other things and it's a bit of a priority um, which is what I spend most of my working life with with women is is really just that priority juggle is put yourself and your health and your well being and your physical, um, you know your physical fitness, your strength at the top of that list because there's nothing more important for your baby or for your family than having a strong healthy mum. That'll be my first one. Prepare your body. So uh, really prepare yourself. Uh, physically for the pregnancy and for the recovery. Um, And in that, you know, seeking help if if you need help with that. I think exercise has a massive role to play for women through the childbearing years, um, both physical fitness and strength in terms of um, your medical outcomes and medical outcomes for your baby to be. So exercising again is a priority on most days of the week, find something you enjoy, find something that's safe, Find something that's that's effective, and lastly is just enjoy the journey. So enjoy it. Don't be too hard on yourself. This is a small life stage. You might need to make some adjustments, but um, yeah, enjoy the process.
1: Mm, absolutely brilliant advice there from both of you. Also, just while I have you, before I let you run away, where can our listeners find out more information on the SRC range in terms of, you know, measuring themselves so that they make sure that they get the right fit and just perusing everything that you have available? Because I know you also have a new product, the Restore product as well, which is really designed to assist with incontinence and things like that. So where should our
2: listeners head? Um. The SRC website is a, a great source of uh, detailed information. So that's srchealth.com, um, and there are there's lots of literature in there on all different conditions. Obviously, there's detailed description of each product, and uh, if if there isn't adequate information for anybody out there, then uh, please contact. Uh, reception and our receptionist will guide you as to um, the person that you need to speak to depending on your question.
1: Awesome I know that there is a lot of information over on the SRC site because I was having a little look through it last night so I'll pop the link to that website in the show notes as well just so people can access it with ease. Shira you mentioned as well that you obviously have your physical location and your online course so where can our listeners head to for more information about that as well?
0: Yeah, thanks, Carly. So if anyone needs some um, support through their pregnancy or their recovery, uh, Be Active Physio, so www.beactivephysio.com. We're located in Paran in Victoria. We've got um, classes and physiotherapy, and we also offer telehealth for those who are a bit further out. Um, And my online program is Restore Your Core, so it's shiracramer.com.au for that um, early for access to that program
1: perfect thank you both so much for sitting down today and having this chat I'm sure that it's provided some of our listeners who are in this current season of their life with some comfort and assurance and also some actions they can take as well to feel really good throughout their journey into motherhood and beyond so
2: thank you thanks Thanks for having us